Read all the stories about BYU sports no one else has heard. Go to kslsports.com for exclusive columns by BYU insider Mitch Harper. That's kslsports.com. Segment number two of the program. It is your first and 12 right here every Sunday on KSL News Radio, also on the KSL Sports Zone. Alex Curie here. I'm on the KSL Sports Zone during the week on Unrivaled. And of course, as the voice just said, Mitch Harper. He is our BYU insider for KSLSports.com uh, and also on KSL News Radio. You hear his voice all throughout the week on, on Cougar Tracks, etc. cetera. Uh, we've got so many things to jump into here, Mitch. And I, look, I mean, without a BYU game to break down, let's break down the first part of the season here. Certainly not the first half of the season. They're, they're five games in, uh, but close enough. And so have we seen enough of this BYU team to kind of know, oh, this is who they are. This is what they're about. Or are you looking at it and going, nah, there's still a lot that this team has to kind of prove before we know really what they are. Or is five games a big enough sample for you? I, I feel it's more the latter. I feel like we're going to learn a lot, you know, in the next seven games. I mean, this, this month in October is where we're going to learn everything we need to know about BYU where – you know, rubber meets the road for this team because I think through the first five games, it's just, it's it's like they're winning these games in just unconventional ways, and you just feel like long term that's not going to sustain itself. You can't do that every single week and have that be a winning recipe. Yes, you can find a way to be minus two hundred against Cincinnati, and you get a pick six, and you still win a game. But against Texas, against you know maybe even Texas Tech who's surging, that's not going to work. It feels like it feels like. I mean, now this is BYU's first first voyage through all this in the Big Twelve, but it just it seems like they've got to play better and, and be a little more consistent. But I got to say though, Alex, I think this is a resilient group. I remember last year at the New Mexico Bowl, the last game of Independence, Kalani Sataki telling me in a one on one, he's like, we have to be a more resilient and a better a program to face adversity than we were in 2022. I feel like Kalani's achieved that. With a lot of the newcomers they added through the portal, I do feel like this is a resilient group. They're, they're veteran as far as a lot of the guys they're turning to, and they've stayed relatively healthy. So I think that sh- that's something that I do feel like is a, is a plus that I've learned about BYU through these first five games. By the way, our program is always brought to you by Macy's Grocery Store. Happy shopping. The freshest fruits and vegetables from local farms, your favorite local brands, Macy's. Uh, the grocery store you trust, happy shopping at Macy's. Hey, I want to say this, though. Any guesses on BYU where they're at on total offense? If you were to guess right now, where would they be in total offense out of the, I don't know, what is it, 133 teams now yeah. in Division One? I think FBS? it was 120 is where they're at. Hey, they've improved a little bit. <laughs> 117, Mitch. 117th in yards Jeez. per game at just under 318. And that's, I mean, I, I would love to say that's not going to get it done, but they're, they're 80% win rate right now. Flies in the face of everything else. Now, their defense, their total defense, they're just kind of dead middle of the pack, right? Around 50-ish for uh, their total defense. Uh, in terms of scoring offense, now this is the part that's wild, right? It's just like you were talking about. The unconventional way of getting there is they are 53rd in Point in points scored on offense, so much much better uh, right there. But in terms of how to get this, well, part of it is is they just don't run as many plays as the other team that they're facing. It seems like week after week, their time of possession is 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 minuscule compared to these teams that they've been playing. Obviously, if you're a team, you don't go in there and go, look, we want to have the ball less than BYU does. Okay. Like, we, we want them to have the ball more because apparently when they have it less, they win more. I don't know how this works because it is unconventional. It's a totally weird way. I mean, I don't know if I should just be like, 
heaving kudos on on A-Rod and his offense to be able to go, look, in the few amount of plays that we're going to run, we're going to score 31 and a half points a game uh, and only running half of the plays of everybody else. So, I mean, maybe by the math you go, look, they could score 50 points a game if they had a third more uh, plays. I'm not sure, but it's the unconventional part. It's the part that you look at and you go, all right, I'm, I'm not super impressed by that. Obviously, the rushing number is abysmal. It got a little bit better, of course, for Cincinnati. Is that going to be a trend that goes all the way upward uh, after these next few weeks? That's the biggest one. That's the one, Mitch, that everybody's been complaining about. And I'm on board in that same space going, I don't know what they have to do to be able to get it going, but here's what's good. Uh, some of the guys you're going to get coming back from injuries, they should be getting right coming back from the bye week. Keaton Slovis is finding a stride right now, and I think that he's the guy that everybody thought he was going to be right now. What's your grade so far for Keaton Slovis at QB for BYU? I'd say a B plus, maybe leaning closer to an A minus. I'll go B plus because there has still been some some passes that you think back to the Kansas game, the pick six at the beginning of the third quarter. That was kind of a disaster moment last week against Cincinnati. He had a near you know pick six there too. So he's had his you know poor passes, but for the most part, he's done a really good job, especially in an offense that has been one-dimensional, and I think his off-the-field intangibles, too. I, you know, I was talking to Tyler Batty this past week during the bye, and, and he was speaking about Keaton Slovis's leadership, how everyone believes in him, and it's not just – and, you know, I, I try to filter that sort of conversation think, is this just player speak? Is it coach speak? But I, I just feel like there's enough people, Alex, where I, I feel like that's kind of the, the truth, where they, these guys are really buying into Keaton Slovis. I just feel like he's done a really good job for BYU, all things considered. I think another guy that has done a really good job that I don't feel like I need more games to understand his significance to this team I know it's I'm cra- it's crazy to say, but it's the punter, Ryan Rico. You look at like the stats, <laughs> net punting. I, I hate turning to the special teams aspect, but it you. does matter. 19th nationally in net punting this year. BYU's flipping fields, and it kind of reminds me a little bit, Alex, of some of those teams when – you know, Utah was on the come up in the Pac-12, and you know, obviously they're a future Big 12 member, but they would resort to elite punting with Hackett and Wisnowski and then just, you know, play the field-to-position mm-hmm. game. And I think BYU has done a great job in that. I mean, they're plus 11 in, uh, you know, average down, uh, average yard uh, field-to-position field uh, to start drives on, against opponents, and I think that's playing a role in BYU winning in these in these ways that you wouldn't expect based on the, the stats they're at right now. Let's go back. I want to just show you some stats from Keaton Slovis again, and this is why BYU fans should be a little bit optimistic, a lot optimistic, I think, about what the next uh, – again, we're not even halfway through the season for Keaton Slovis, and yet, Mitch, he, he has already matched his total for passing touchdowns last year at Pitt with 10, uh, only five games in. Now, he played in all 13 games for Pitt last year and only threw 10 touchdowns for them last year and nine picks. He's 10 touchdowns and three picks this year. He's uh, more than halfway to the yardage mark in under half of the throws that he actually attempted last year at Pitt. So, obviously, the system is working better for him. The talent around him is getting it done better than he had at Pitt. Uh, Whether or not it's going to be the 30 touchdown totals that he had his freshman year, at uh, USC, yet to be seen, but certainly he's finding a resurgence there as well. And I think BYU fans should be uh, pretty excited about him. Let's uh, take a quick break here. When we come back, let's jump into a couple things that Kalani Sitake said. One, about the bye week, and another about how to get better in that second half of the season and what that schedule looks like uh, for 
the Cougs when they come back here, Mitch. So we'll take the break here. We'll come back. It's all brought to you by Macy's. It's first and 12 right here on KSL News Radio on the KSL Sports Zone. Stay right here with us. Mitch Harper, Alex Curie, right around the corner.